When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. Uh, as a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, or Spotify. And of course, you can download the latest episodes at WMR.fm. In this episode, we're going to be talking about strategic development for WooCommerce and Gutenberg. And joining us for that conversation from Poodle Press, I'd like to welcome Jamie Marsland. Jamie, welcome to Press This. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so glad to have you here. I'm a big uh, uh, a big fan of watching the the use of the the block editor uh, with WooCommerce and just e-commerce shopping experiences in general. And so for those listening, uh, we're going to be talking to Jamie about his thoughts on all that, though, but things around like when to create a custom block versus use core blocks, embracing customized and personal blocks in your builds, and then just general considerations for e-commerce and the block editor and FSE themes, full site editing uh, 5.91 coming out last week when this, when this episode broadcasts uh, the next iteration in FSE. All right. Well, Jamie, I'm going to ask you the first question I ask every guest. Uh, briefly tell me your first WordPress. I'm sorry. Briefly tell me your WordPress origin story. When was the first time you used WordPress? Hey, yeah. That, so we've got to go back a while. I was working, I was running a publishing business and I had quite an expensive development team working for me. We, and we were using a content management system called Ektron, which I think may still be around, a .NET content management system. And it was it was good and thorough, but uh, development was slow and quite pricey. And then I discovered WordPress in my garage one weekend, and I was able to produce the kind of sites we were building for our publishing business in a weekend, just getting out of the box. And so I discovered it as a work requirement by by chance, really. Uh, and then I had a few side side projects, and then I brought it into that business. Uh, and it replaced our old content management system. But we're going back about 12, Wait. 13 years. Okay, so 12 or 13 years. You're going to make me do math now. So around <laughs> 2010, roughly? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, that was a yeah. really critical moment in WordPress history with the introduction of uh, custom post types and meta fields, really yeah, transforming right. yeah. WordPress into a CMS. All right, cool. I think you might be the second person with a Microsoft-esque background with okay. your .NET CMS. We had a Sitecore person a few episodes back, but that's a that's a somewhat unique origin story. That's pretty cool to hear. 
And I think what was quite interesting, what was quite interesting is that, and at, at that time, the development com community was pretty sniffy about WordPress. Um, and it uh, obviously it's, it dominates the CMS market now, but back then it didn't. And certainly my developers were, were quite, I wouldn't say anti WordPress, but they were quite anti the technology that was driving WordPress. Oh, I remember in 2010 having a huge debate with one of my engineers around Drupal versus WordPress. And okay. that was very early in the WordPress quote CMS days. And so it was quite the debate. And uh, we ended up going with what the customers were calling about, which happened to be WordPress. And so yeah, that being a good choice. Um, what's, what's, in, what's interesting is I think it sort of mirrors the debate we're having as a community now with Gutenberg as well. Some of the same discussion points were coming up are coming up now that were coming up back then in terms of um why it wasn't going to work and actually i've always believed gutenberg was going to work but mainly for the reasons not so much to do with te the technology more to do with the ecosystem but we'll probably come on to that absolutely so i was wondering if you could quickly quickly tell me a little bit about poodle press and what you do there sure yeah so i started the business 11 years ago we are a training business and a plugin business. So we train people in WordPress. That's our heritage. When I first started the business, we were a pure training business. So we run, we, I mean, we still do a lot of training, face-to-face -face training courses and now via Zoom. Um, and also run training courses as part of the Guardian newspaper masterclass series of courses. So that's our heritage. Uh, but we now also build, and we have done for years actually, our own WordPress plugins for quite a while and over the last two years we've been purely focused really on Gutenberg based plugins and specifically around WooCommerce I guess that's our main focus so Gutenberg and WooCommerce those twin tracks. All right well you're a good person to speak with then so um, let's wind the clock back a little bit though on your block experience here I guess your, your block editor experience um, when did Poodle Press first start to use the block editor in a production build or, or plugins or whatever and then yeah. like, what was your first experience with it? Did you have challenges and successes? Like, how did you think about it uh, back then? Yeah, we had both, <laughs> all those things. So we have, we have a plugin um, uh, called Caxton, which was our first plugin, um, which we launched pretty much right from the start of Gutenberg. Cause I always believed that Gutenberg was kind of where the future of WordPress was gonna be right before it was, you know, even before it was released, it was clear to me that that was that's where we need to invest our time and our money. So we built we built a plugin called Caxton, which you can still download download uh, from WP Org, and that's a block a library of blocks basically. And that was that was really challenging because back then, I mean, we were only talking a few years ago, but Gutenberg was having Gutenberg um, was having lots of changes, and quite a few of those changes were breaking changes. So they were breaking uh, the plugins that people were building in support of Gutenberg. So that was that was a huge challenge because there were some big sort of technology changes that happened to Gutenberg in the early days as they were figuring out the direction of it, which was breaking everyone's plugins. So that, that was a there was a lot of cost and investment involved in us. Do you going think down that, that has abated recently? I mean with FSC yeah. going into core, has that cycle started all over again? Or do you feel <laughs> like it's in a more chill mode now? Yeah, it's much it's much easier now. So we don't we generally don't things don't generally break. I mean, literally, it was breaking almost every time. And we're going back a few years. But it was pretty much breaking every time Gutenberg had a new version, uh, which was obviously really problematic. Uh, and lots of other plugin, the guys that were developing for Gutenberg at the time, were seeing the same thing as well. 
but now it's much it's much smoother it's a much smoother experience if you're um developing for gutenberg the major yeah. challenge we have really i suppose now is that we have um we have core what's go what goes into core and we have also have a plugin called gutenberg on wp org which 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 is a which is a different discussion but that definitely makes supporting and developing for gutenberg more complex than potentially it, it could be yeah i think it was maybe you me and like six other people outside of the core uh, uh, gutenberg team that were like <laughs> pro gutenberg in 2018 yeah and, uh you know it's really interesting you know as i was speaking about it at WordCamps and whatnot i would have people you know raise their hand have used it in production and like you know two people at first and then a few more and a few more and then and, you know nearly majorities and then majorities and and then maybe even close to overwhelming majorities but like of course there's the cycle of like well let, let it get baked first and then i'm going to try it it seems like we're maybe more in that mode now um yeah there's still there's still there's still that i mean that I, I hang out on a lot of forums and support groups and facebook groups and there's still there's still a lot of antipathy towards uh, gutenberg that i try and guide people in the nicest possible way to some of the um some of the positives on it um and that you know our, we 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 actually coming back to Caxton we had, it was actually demoed by Matt Mullenweg at um, Nashville I don't know if you were at Nashville but I was but, there yeah absolutely. okay yeah I was yeah. there as well actually so it was, it was kind of exciting and before he did his state of the word he put out a tweet asking for any innovative blocks that people were building we had as part of Caxton we had a Caxton we had a shape divider block so you can do these lovely shapes to divide your pages up with and he actually demoed it so that was, that was kind of really that was a great moment for us I think I do recall that. I mean, I think the Morton question on Q and A was probably like the most uh, thing that stood out the most from that presentation. Uh, yeah, the questions are incredible. <laughs> and for yeah. those listening, there was a lot of uh, you know debate around the timing and, and implementation of Gutenberg, and so some of the Q and A got a little spicy there. Uh, for those that weren't uh, familiar with that part of what happened during that rollout, but it, it seems like things like I, I kind of reiterate with you, it, it feels like things are in a less breaking zone now with with changes, yeah. and, and that you can rely on it more in the products and, and sites that you build. Would you would you say that's fair? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's really stable now. So, um, yeah, we've had no issues for a, for a long, long time in terms of the core core Gutenberg. All right. Well, I want to talk to you about building blocks in the Woo context because there's a lot of considerations there. You kind of talked about what we have in Core. You kind of talked about the Gutenberg plugin, and you know we have, you know, yep. Woo itself. And so I think teams are probably like, "What do I do? Which ones do I use? And when do I do it?" And I'm guessing you have some pretty good points of view, which we'll ask you after this first break. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more. Press this in just a moment. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm entering, uh, interviewing James Marsland of Poodle Press about uh, strategic development for WooCommerce and Gutenberg. Jamie, right before the break, you were sharing a little bit around how uh, some of the challenges you experienced over the years with Gutenberg and a lot of that being anchored in, you know, as Gutenberg or the block editor evolved in core, you know, kind of introducing breaking changes and how that's kind of chilled out a little bit, which is good. But I want to shift gears now into talking about block strategy. So I kind of mentioned before the break, like Woo has blocks, W uh, WordPress core has blocks. Um, what is your decision process uh, for, for when you would might, might go with like modifying or styling a core block or woo block versus say building a custom block? Like when do I, when do I style something off the shelf or versus when do I build something from, from quote scratch? How do you think about that? Yeah. So I, I think of it really from a product point of view, really. Um, I guess the first thing to say is we were, we were pretty quick out the blocks with our, um, with our WooCommerce blocks. So we have a, plugin called Woo Builder Blocks, which lets you customize the Woo product page using um, product blocks. And I know that Woo, uh, WooCommerce are going to build something similar at some point, but we've had this out for a couple of years. So there's a few there's a few questions that we kind of go through. Things like, do we think that if we're talking about WooCommerce, do we think that WooCommerce will be build, you know, replicate the blocks that we're thinking about building at some point? Especially when we talk about core, do we think that the core will build um, some of the blocks that we're going to build at some point. I'm seeing a lot of that at the moment in some of the block libraries where actually there's a lot of there's a lot of blocks in the block libraries out there that some of the most popular block libraries that actually you can replicate pretty easily now just with core Gutenberg. So that's the, that's the you know key question. Can you do in core or will you be able to do in core what we're thinking about doing? Because if you're going to be able to do it in core, then there's not, not much point in us. So that's your point of view, like that, that's kind of like answering the question, like from your product development point of view, do you have it like a point of view, like for teams that might be considering things like block libraries or core blocks or whatever versus like custom um, and totally get it from your like product development perspective. And I'm just curious if you have an opinion from like a, a, yeah. a, a dev team perspective. Uh, well, also from an end user, I see a lot of, in our training business, we see a lot of training we see a lot of people's websites where they're using third-party plug-in libraries where they really don't need to and they're just you know that's that's okay to a certain point but 
obviously it's better if you can just use what's in core because your technical debt going forward is going to be much smaller. I see, I see tons of that stuff. Uh, but that's, like, that's okay. partly because this, this stuff was missing in core to start with. Like the, you know, you'll, a lot of people will be using like container blocks or um, group blocks or co columns blocks. Well, they'll use third-party uh, layout blocks, whereas actually you can do a lot of that stuff in the core columns block now, but you couldn't a year ago. Um, and the group block now is becoming more powerful. I just, I think this week they've just announced that it's going to have margin control. So a lot of these block libraries have filled the space, which core probably should have nailed earlier on. And so people have all these block libraries, which aren't really doing a huge amount more than core should be doing or will be doing at some point soon. So it sounds like kind of thread through some of the statements you said, it sounds like tech debt, right? If I use a core block, then I'm not using a, th a third-party plugin that I later have to reconcile with tests yeah. and, and compatibility. And, um, you know, wh why build something from scratch that you have to maintain when you can apply styles to something, um, you know, out of core or maybe even a block library where you don't really yeah. have to do as much maintenance on the code. Yeah, and it's also a huge, again, coming back to the training, it's a huge training and support cost for a lot of organizations when they're having um, to, to train people on specific blocks, whereas actually they could be using in core. And again, I come back to, you know, you see that I see a lot of misuse of things like ACF, advanced custom fields, where people are, have historically used that for really simple layout stuff that you can do incredibly simple, incredibly simply in the Gutenberg block editor, where you might just have, you know, a couple of sections on the page, which has been built with things like ACF by the, by the, dev company and that now the customer is faced with they can't actually edit that page unless they go back to the agency whereas actually you can do all that stuff really really simply in just Gutenberg core now so it's that kind of stuff really that that hopefully Gutenberg is going to start to solve for a lot of companies it's that ongoing cost bit yeah so to invoke a few more pillars I guess from your considerations as I hear you talk it sounds like another one is like speed of the build for the builder yeah. And the other one would be the use, uh, the, the, the usability of the experience for the content creator. If you were an agency, maybe your client or in a company, yeah. your marketers or whatever, but it sounds like it's a blend of those considerations as you. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's massive. The, the number one reason why, uh, and this is quite interesting for agencies as well. Um, the savvy ones will, will get this, but the number one reason why people come on our training courses if they if they're coming from they already have a wordpress site is they want to reduce cost they're paying to their agencies <laughs> so uh, and and partly that is because of the way those sites have been built that they can't the the companies can't actually edit those sites without going back to the agencies to tweak acf or you know they built them in such a way that they can't actually edit them and gutenberg so should solve a lot of that stuff but, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because in 2018, as Gutenberg was rolling into core, one of the sentiments that was thrown around is they won't need the, the, the clients won't need us anymore. They'll, yeah. they'll do it all on their own. And, and here we are, what is it, four years later? And I, I mean, I know there's been some pandemic stress, but I feel like all my agency friends still have jobs. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't result in that. And so like, I wonder if like the motivation for the brand is to quote, not pay the agency as much versus, um, you know, not have to pay for, for small edits. Like, I feel like when, when you're paying an agency, you're ultimately paying them to grow 
and and you know editing a page and having to pay hourly for for every edit on your site does not sound like a, a strategy that helps you grow no exactly and that yeah the value will shift upstream so it's you know it's positive for the agencies that get where the technology is heading um it won't be positive for the agencies that have those business models that rely on that what you just talked about so let me kind of get back to the e-commerce kind of woo yeah. focus for a minute um you know we have you know types of blocks that are helpful for building out content in general of course you talked about column blocks and you know other types of content blocks but e-com is is you know has, has special use cases right so i'm just curious yeah. like what do you think are the most helpful types of blocks in an e-com context so i think we've I think this plays again back to the Gutenberg conversation. So I think where we've, where we've gone so far with Gutenberg, we're kind of, we're using Gutenberg to recreate what we could always do with, with, um, with WordPress. We kind of, and it's kind of like the plumbing phase in a way. The next bit for me is the really exciting bit where we start to use blocks to do things we couldn't really do before. Um, so for example, we've built uh, a number of blocks um, that, that help take sites to slightly different places. So we have a, we have a block which is a uh, recently viewed product block, so you can use that block, and you can you can use it for different layouts. So you can have a um, a flip book. We're talking about products here, so you can have a flip book, or you could have a mason, nice masonry grid, um, or you could have a normal grid. So you can have different different styles of block. But the recently viewed products will basically display any products that you've used on somebody's website as you browse the website. So you'll go to a page, and it'll actually show you. The products that you have shown interest in and you can put that block anywhere so you could put that block in the my account page or you could put that block on the thank you page it's entirely up to you where you put that block or you'll present your uh, your sidebar now right <laughs> yeah 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 you could put it i mean it's a block so you can put it in the header you could put it absolutely wherever you want to and that's that's you know we're starting to talk about personalization and customization and dynamic I was say like if I had to classify that as a quote kind of block, and this is definitely not going to be a, a standard that anyone's going to repeat, but I, I, I phrase these blocks as blocks that do stuff, right? Yeah. Not just lay out content, but interact with the database, interact with the user's behavior and provide them value beyond just, just showing static information. And, and it seems like, and, I'm, and I love how you did recently viewed. I mean, obviously there's things like related products and other types of shopping experiences, but it's that it's, it's the functional blocks, the blocks that interact with stuff and, and do interesting yeah. things based on behavior that I think is, is largely missing in, in Gutenberg and the block editor community right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's the next phase of, of the excitement of Gutenberg, that you're going to be able to give these blocks to non... I was, I was reading some stats about uh, from WooCommerce actually about the amount of people on their marketplace. They, they detail how many people the type of person that is buying from the marketplace. And it's something like 70% are non-technical store owners. So you can give these tools to these non-technical store owners and they can they can create these really dynamic experiences on their WooCommerce stores without any te technical knowledge. Yeah, and I think like the technical knowledge to build them off is what the, uh, the client ends up actually paying things like agencies yeah. and providers for, which I think is a really cool part. I want to dig a little deeper here, but we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Jamie Marsland about uh, the Gutenberg editor and WooCommerce. Jamie, right before the break, we were talking a little bit about the uh, you know types of blocks that work best in an e-commerce or WooCommerce context. And I loved your example of the recently viewed products block. Um, but but really more the meta example of the the use of customization and personalization, uh, dynamic personalization, I guess, in 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 the in blocks as a as a, a mechanism for delivering value to the the end user, but of course also the person operating the site. Um, so now I want to talk to you a little bit about FSC. Um, yeah. Do you view full site editing and block themes as just the vehicle? to get the block editor in the header and the footer, or do you see FSC themes themselves as a strategic part of what you're building? In other words, is FSC just the, just the highway for blocks, or do you, do you like the construct of FSC uh, themes in, in, uh, relative to just their, their own uh, merit? Yeah. That's a, good, that's a great question. So there's a long convoluted question, but <laughs> yeah, which part? I think I think for me the most the most exciting thing about FSC themes or block themes, whatever we're meant to call them now, is and I think 5.9 is a stepping stone. So we're not seeing it properly yet. Well, I think we won't see it properly until six. But I think what's really interesting about FSC themes is what what that means for the ecosystem and the community. And and the biggest thing I think it, that I can sort of pull out of it is that the theme creation process is going to be massively simplified or will be massively simplified going forward. So I can, I could get, and we're starting to see glimpses of this with some people building some really cool tools, almost like theme builders, but I can definitely see a future where you're going to be able to build a theme in the future without any, any coding skills. Whereas at the moment you need, you need to understand PHP and you need to understand other things to be able to build a theme. So you have to be part developer and part designer. I think that the exciting thing, the really exciting thing about FSC is that I can definitely see a future where actually, if you're just a great designer with no technical skills at all, you're going to be able to you're going to be able to pump out beautiful WordPress themes, and that has that has again enormous implications for the current theme ecosystem, the marketplace going forward. I think that's going to be a really 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 interesting place to play um, and watch what happens there. I mean, it feels like FSE themes also provide a path for people with more moderate PHP skills versus classic themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Absolutely. because of the use of things like theme.json and just the simplicity of the approach. So I feel like even without the, I guess, quote, WYSIWYG approach or non-code approach, um, the, 
the FSE approach in general is more accessible to, to more people. Yeah, I actually did it because I've got a YouTube channel. Actually, I actually did a um, tutorial on how to build your own FSC theme. And it's really, really, really simple. I mean, it's incredibly simple to build your own FSC theme. I mean, the theme I built wasn't beautiful, um, but technically it's incredibly simple to use because you're, you're just basically pulling in blocks. That's all you're doing. So the, themes, the theme architecture has become much, 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 much more simple. Okay, and I know with complex sites like WooCommerce sites or e-commerce sites in general, having a simple, uh, performant and elegant theme is, is a big strategic part of that build. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. But now, now if, you, if you use an FSC or block theme and WooCommerce and you go into templates, you'll find there's some brand new exciting templates. Uh, so our plugins, WooBuilder Blocks and Storefront Blocks now can work. So if you, go, if you, if you use a block theme and you go into templates, and you're using WooCommerce, you'll see there's a template called product, single product template, category template, uh, archive product template. So you can actually go in there and edit the product page template uh, if you're using one of our plugins to recreate and design your product page just using blocks. Wow, I have to give that a shot. Yeah, it's really, right. it's really, really cool. The bit we're working on this week actually is how you can have different templates for different categories in WooCommerce. So you can have a product that has one design that goes so to a category of, uh, let's say sports, looks like this and another category has a different design. That's a bit more complex, but the, we've done the plumbing now. We've, we just released a couple of weeks ago at the version of WooBuilder Blocks that now is fully supporting FSC. It's really, really cool. It's beautiful to use. Excellent. Well, good luck on seeing that through to the end. Um, last question here, quick one to round us out if we could, uh, but what are you excited about or maybe hoping we'll get uh, for for the future of the block editor in, in Woo? Um, what, what would you like to see or, or what do you think is happening that you're excited about? I think, I think the fact that Woo are fully immersed in the block, in the block world. So, you know, if you, as I said, if you go into, if you go into a block theme and you look at the templates, you'll see they've, they've actually created the templates, nothing in them yet, ready for WooCommerce to fully um, immerse itself in the block editor. And I think that that's a huge opportunity for people like me because we've been in that space for two years. So we're kind of already ready and waiting for Woo to get there. I think it'll it'll take longer than possibly we expect, but the implications will be enormous once they get there because they're just going to be pushing blocks, blocks, blocks. Woo blocks are going to be absolutely enormous in the future. All right, well, time will tell. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for uh, joining the show here today, Jamie. Really enjoyed the interview. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, David. Yeah, of course. If uh, you'd like to learn more about what Jamie's up to, you can visit Poodle, P-O-O-T-L-E, press.co.uk. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.